And welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. And uh, if you missed the show last week, we had on a terrific occupational therapist, Tracy Stackhouse. She is the owner, co-owner of Developmental FX, which is a nonprofit clinic in Denver, Colorado, and she specializes in autism and fragile X syndrome. And we had a great talk on autism last week. And it, I mean, she, this woman is very, very knowledgeable and really breaks things down and makes it very easy to understand. So if you miss that, you can go to the talking, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart webpage right here on TalkingAlternative.com. Or you can go to iTunes as Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast is now up on iTunes. So you can go to podcast and just put in the search Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. And you can subscribe to the podcast and and get all of the uh, last 72 episodes. Um, Or you can go on and you can listen to Tracy talk about autism because she was really, really great. And um, I think we all learned a lot last week from her. And um, so now this week we're still continuing in uh, the therapy and the rehab uh, realm. And this week I have a great physical therapist from right here in New York City, and her name is Deborah Engel. She is a physical therapist. She graduated from the State University of New York at Buffalo PT program in 1986. She finished her transitional DPT degree from Creighton University in 2003. She worked at my mom Nadiz. I, can't, I knew I was going to screw that up. I cannot say that word. Anyway, I'll have her say it when she comes on. For 12 years in varying capacities and is currently at LaGuardia Community College as the PT Assistant Program Director. She has been involved for several years in the New York Physical Therapy Association and has been active in the Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Greater New York Districts. She is presently the Greater New York District Chairperson and Chapter Director. So... Just to, to preface, today we're going to talk about um, the American Physical Therapy Association. Obviously, we're both in New York, so we're biased to the New York Physical Therapy Association, and sort of talking about our experiences and why you should uh, be a part of that organization if you're a physical therapy, physical therapist assistant, or a student physical therapist. So, Deborah, thank you, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so... First thing, and and I've sort of had this conversation with Corey Zimney. He's a physical therapist out in Iowa, and he went back also for his transitional DPT, which is a doctorate of physical therapy. And a lot of people, I think, in the when I graduated, we got our master's degree, and and there is that debate of should I or should I not go back for my DPT program or DPT degree. So, in your experience, you know, why did you decide to go back for that DPT degree, and, and what do you think it gave you as far as uh, your career path? Um, I graduated in, as you said before, in 1986, and um, I did actually did my advanced master's, um, not in physical therapy, but in exercise physiology. Um, I, being in academia, I really felt that I wanted to advance my knowledge, advance my studies, and I was considering um, whether to do a PhD or a DPT. At that time, I decided that probably it would be better for me to do a DPT, and that's just, you know, really just a personal decision, um, because I wanted to really work on updating my clinical skills. Um, when, in 1999, when I first started to look um, at programs, there were about eight in the nation. That's it? That's it. DPT <laughs> programs? Transitionals. Wow. Transitionals. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I chose Creighton, um, which they had the first entry-level uh, DPT program. 
Um, and it worked out well because I could work full time and take, you know, my courses little by little. We had to travel there every summer to do on-site clinicals and, and, and hands-on experiences. But it was something I could do long distance. And I had a small child at the time and so and working full time, so it really fit in well. Um, the DPT has really allowed me to um, network um, it helped. I think what happened at that time was most of us who were in the program had about 20 or more years mm. of experience. So we brought a, a wide variety of, of knowledge and experience, and we were all there to learn. And so the discussions were very, very rich, even though that they were long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me the ability to, of course, to develop my technological skills, because back in 2000, I had never done a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I had never, you know, taken photography and uploaded it to presentations. It also, um, you know, just introduced me to this whole realm of uh, long-distance learning. And then also it was great because, um, you know, we we really got more deeply into the literature. We learned how to look at evidence-based practice Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just a whole realm of of advanced skills that, that really helped me improve my clinical knowledge. And, you know, I, I know as far as being in academia, is it, do you have to have a DPT or PhD at this point to be teaching at, at a collegiate level? Not in the physical therapist assistant program. Okay. Um, you have to have, as a program director, you have to have a minimum of a master's degree. Mm-hmm. However, um, just personally, I just felt it was was better for my own, you know, self, self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it would help me with promotion at the college. Okay, and that makes sense. And... So let's talk about, so you're the director at, of the PT assistant program. Yes. And I think a lot of people may not quite know what a PT assistant is, what they do, and the type of education that they get. So could you give kind of a, a sort of a quick synopsis? Because I think a lot of people um, who go to a physical therapy clinic may think that they're just a physical therapist aide versus an assistant. And there is a huge difference there. There is a huge difference. A physical therapist assistant is a graduate from an accredited, um, they were accredited by um, the Commission on Accreditation of Physical Therapy Education, just like the physical therapy programs. Mm -hmm. Um, It is an associate's degree. And um, they have a series of general education requirements and, you know, physical therapy requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, They are taught um, to work under the supervision of a physical therapist. They um, must follow the plan of care that is set out by the physical therapist. And any changes or modifications in program always need to be discussed with the physical therapist. They can only be supervised by a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. um, no one else. Right, and I think that's important. So if you're going to a clinic and it's like a big clinic and there's no physical therapist there, but there's a bunch of aides and maybe there's a doctor or chiropractor, that is not legal. That's correct. That is not legal. They must be supervised on site by a physical therapist. Right. On site. So the physical therapist has to physically be there. There are some exceptions to that, Uh but ultimately um, some exceptions to the on site requirement, although being supervised by a physical therapist is is the only way it works. The only way it works. (laughs) Okay. And uh, as a physical therapy assistant, um, are, I know you said like any changes to the program must be discussed with the physical therapist, but there, 
you know, taught in school to sort of the, the same type of courses as we do. They just don't do evaluations and, and that kind of stuff. Yes, they're, right. they're not allowed to do screenings. They're mm-hmm. not allowed to do evaluations. They're not allowed to do interpretation of assessments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, they can, you know, do manual muscle testing. They mm-hmm. can do range of motion measurement. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, you know, assess, you know, whether the patient is walking safely and um, they can look at their, you know, gate. Um, but um, the ultimate decision for patient care is up to the physical right. therapist. Right. And, you know, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when we get into the next couple of segments, we're going to talk about lobbying and some of the things we were lobbying for. And one of them had to do uh, specifically with physical therapy assistance. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit um, about that and how lobbying works through the American Physical Therapy Association. So everyone stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. How's your game? Want to improve your performance, focus, and motivation? Then you need Aspire Athletic Consulting. Stop second-guessing yourself. Move your game to the next level. Bring back the fun of the sport. Help your child build confidence and self-esteem through sports. Contact Dale at Aspire Athletic Consulting for a free 15-minute power session to get unstuck today. Your greatest athletic performance is just a phone call away at 801-604-0294 or visit aspireconsulting.vpweb. Motivational coaching for athletic excellence. Aspire to greatness. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, aka The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower. Listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Money, time, happiness, success. Where's your breakthrough? Join me, Nora Simpson, as I bring you real-world tools for combining financial smarts with spiritual purpose. As a consultant to CEOs, I've helped produce clear, measurable financial results while expanding integrity, passion, and joy. Share my journey as we apply the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment to create breakthroughs for people across the world, the people of Creation Nation. Listen to Nora Simpson's Creation Nation Fridays at 12 noon Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com.
Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart right here on TalkingAlternative.com. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by a fellow physical therapist and PT Assistant Program Director at LaGuardia Community College, Deborah Engel. And so in the last segment, we sort of got a little bit more about Deborah's background and her choice for getting her DPT, which I ask a lot of physical therapists that come on that have gone through that. Um, so now what we want to talk about um, with the most of the show is going to be about the American Physical Therapy Association. So like I said in the beginning, Deborah is the Greater New York District Chairperson and Chapter Director for the New York Physical Therapy Association. So we have the American Physical Therapy Association, which is, as it sounds, sort of the, the nationwide association. And then each state has their own chapters. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So let's first do like a APTA 101. So what is the APTA and, and why should someone want to join the APTA? Um, the American Physical Therapy Association is, of course, the national organization, and each chapter um, has their association. Ours is the New York chapter of the Physical Therapy Association, NYPTA, and then the NYPTA has um, districts and um, in different areas of the state. Um, so we are, you know, part of the greater New York, which is um, New York City, um, the Bronx, and Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not like I said before, I'm, I'm not a representative of NYPTA or, you know, the Physical Therapy Association. I can just only really talk about my own personal experience. But um, I became a member in 1983, um, and that was a student member. Mm-hmm. And so um, our, you know, PT program was very um, conscious about being involved in your professional organization. And so I became a member then. And then I stayed a member um, for all these years. I've never not been a member. Um, for me personally, it's been an incredible experience. It's been a way to um, develop my own leadership skills, um, to learn much more about my profession, and more importantly, I think, um, to feel like I can make an impact. Mm. Um, because um, we are all volunteers. Um, the members are us. <laughs> Uh, a physical therapy association is us. Um, there isn't really a they. And so um, I always felt for myself that um, being involved in the association was really, first of all, a way to learn and also a way to uh, collaborate with other um, professionals. It was a way to meet other professionals. Mm-hmm. And also it was a way to participate and make a difference in my profession. Right. I mean, you know, you're saying when you joined in 1983, that was sort of pre the Internet, pre chat rooms, pre, you know, websites where you can actually meet physical therapists from forget about across the country, but maybe just across town. Right. You know, so I think that and, and I think now with with the Internet, I mean, it's just so much. It's just the APTA has made it so much easier to meet a lot of different physical therapists. I know since I've joined, I met a lot of great physical therapists. And, and I think um, I went to the combined sections meeting in Chicago. Did you go to combined sections? I Chicago? didn't. Um, so I went to combined sections in Chicago and met a lot of PTs. And they have since, I think almost all of them have been on the show as a result, because you just meet great people doing a lot of interesting things all over the country. And, you know, part of the reason I do this show is to have a lot of physical therapists on to show that we do so much more than just 
exercises and modalities, you know, like we do more than put a hot pack or give someone exercises and say, go to a gym and do your exercises. And so I feel like the APTA has been really um, helpful to me because I've been able to show a lot of different facets of the profession. Yeah. Also for me, and I think um, for me, it's been a way to, um, you know, mentor get mentors, okay, mm-hmm. which everyone, we all as professionals continually need a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I have several mentors and also a way to mentor other individuals. And so it's, it's really, that aspect is quite nice. Mm-hmm. And the physical, is it only for physical therapists? No, it's the association is for physical therapists, physical therapist assistants, uh, physical therapy um, students, and physical therapist assistant students. Right, and and again, like Deborah said, this is a sort of a volunteer organization. So it's not like we get paid to come and talk about the APTA and all that it does. Um, but I will say that I've been to the combined sections meeting this year, and then last year I went to the um, just the regular. I guess, national, national meeting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both awesome. So if anyone is thinking about, if you're on the fence about joining, if you do join and you go to these conferences, you do get a discount Yes, on these conferences. So that's a great reason to join. And they have a lot of continuing education and, and things like that, correct? Yeah. In fact, um, at the district level, we're able to, um, for members, offer continuing education units for free. Um, so you can actually go to your district meetings if you're a member and, you know, get some of your continuing education hours. Right. And I, cause I think as a physical therapist, I think in New York, we need what, 35, 36 36 in three years, 36 in three years. So, you know, a lot of times these courses are very expensive. You know, you're talking, I would say minimum of $400, for a course. That's correct, yeah. You know, so if you can get some of those CEUs for free just by joining the APTA, I think that's a great reason to join. Um, and I don't know what dues are like across the country, but in New York, they're not too bad. You only pay them once a <laughs> You only have to pay them once a year, so it's not too bad. Um, okay, so let's talk about, we'll sort of touch on it now in this segment, and the next couple segments we'll go into a little bit more, but let's talk about lobbying. So when I went to the APTA national meeting in D.C. last year, I volunteered to lobby at our, at our um, national capital, so with the Senate and the House of Representatives. And then again last month, no, two months ago, a month and a half. Yes, in May. In May. Yeah. Um, it was lobby day here in New York State, so I volunteered again to, to lobby. And let's talk, if you will, um, so Deborah was sort of one of the organizers of, of this lobby day, and she was a big help, um, certainly to me, and I'm sure to, she brought a lot of her students with her, and so they can kind of get that experience of lobbying. But let's talk a little bit about why the APTA lobbies. Why does the New York Physical Therapy Association go and lobby to our congressmen and our lawmakers? Well, I think, you know, it's impossible for our legislators to keep track of all the bills. And I think it is our um, obligation as uh, physical therapists, physical therapist assistants, um, to educate um, some of our legislators on the components of the bill and why they're important for us. Mm -hmm. And so some of that can be done at your home office um, at a grassroots level, and some of it can be done in Albany um, Mm -hmm. during lobby days and in Washington. And so basically all it is is um, it's an educational day 
um, and we go um, very organized. We go with talking points, Mm -hmm. and we speak to the legislators about why the bills are personally important to us. Um, There are several other groups that are there at the same time, and everyone is basically trying to talk to the legislators and explain why certain bills are important. Right, and um, I have to say that the New York Lobby Day was incredibly organized. I mean, everything was like, these, these ladies did a lot of work behind the scenes. And if you think about, like Deborah said, this is you're doing this on a volunteer basis. So not only is she, you know, the director for the LaGuardia Community College Physical Therapy, Associ- uh, a Physical Therapy Assistant Program, but she's doing this along with a couple of other uh, people, but um, really organizing this whole lobby day. I think there was a, maybe 50 physical therapists, 50, no, more. Maybe. I think How many did we I have? think throughout New York State, I think there were about four hundred oh, participants. Four hundred, right? Well, I was just talking about going just from New York yeah. City. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 a big deal, and it's very important uh, to kind of know the bills that can actually affect what you do on your job every day as a physical therapist, a physical therapy assistant. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about each of those bills and where they, where they stand now after we were there in May. So everyone stay tuned. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Carol Ward from the Body Mind Wellness Program. Listen to my show for ideas and information to help you live a healthier life in body, mind, and spirit. You'll hear from terrific guests who are experts in the areas of health, wellness, and creativity. So join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkingAlternative.com, professionals serving community. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Back in 52, lying awake intently tuning in on you. If 
And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by a fellow physical therapist, Deborah Engel. And we were talking about the APTA, and we sort of left off last segment talking about lobbying and, you know, why lobbying is important and, and how does it affect you as a physical therapist in your day-to-day job. So, um, like I said, Deborah and I both went back in May to Albany to lobby for the physical for the New York Physical Therapy Association. So, Deborah, let's go through. Let's sort of go through the first. I'll have you sort of quickly t- mention the the four things we were lobbying for, and then we'll kind of break them down. Okay. Um, I just wanted to. Um, there is a legislative chair mm-hmm. of the New York Physical Therapy Association, and then each district has a legislative liaison um, that. Um, legislative liaison is responsible for kind of coordinating people in the district. Um, They can answer questions if anyone has them. Um, I'm just going to sort of talk about my own, you know, personal Mm -hmm. experience of lobbying and why, you know, I've done it um, and why I bring my students. No, Um, I think it's great. um, I've, I've gone to Lobby Day, I think, for the last 20 years. Um, It's, to me, a very educational experience. Um, I really think it's very important to, um, you know, speak to my legislators, especially um, those legislators in whose districts I live in, Mm -hmm. um, because they are always, of course, interested in meeting their constituents. Um, Also, I felt, you know, with my students, um, I don't want them to just... Um, be nine to five physical therapist assistants. I want them to be passionate about their profession. I want them to be involved in their profession. I want them um, to see that there's a lot of hard work involved. And so I always take them, um, I organize them and and get them registered and and make sure that we have a seat on the bus and and, um, take them up. And it's really incredible um, what an eye-opening experience it is Mm -hmm. for them. Um, They never realized, um, you know, what goes into, you know... Um, legislating and, and making bills and communication be, between all the legislators and how much work it takes to get a bill passed. And so for me, I think it's a very valuable experience for me personally and for the students to see that whole process mm-hmm. and to see, you know, that you can make a difference. Yeah. So yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So. Um, for this year, um, we were talking a lot about the workers' compensation bill, mm-hmm. and the workers' compensation bill um, is um, what there were a couple of different parts to that. And you can find the legislative plan on the NYPTA uh, website. Um, they post their legislative plan every day. And like I said, probably, I mean, I'm certainly not the expert, so you can contact the um, legislative chair mm-hmm. if you have any additional questions. Mm-hmm. Um, The workers' compensation is basically um, to review the fee schedule um, on a regular basis and also to include the physical therapist assistant as um, a participator um, in care. Um, Almost all plans um, reimburse um, for physical therapist assistant um, treatment, but not workers' comp at this time. And so that was a big push on, on that bill. Right. And that's why before we were kind of talking about what a physical therapy assistant can do because, you know, they, they are part of the rehabilitative team and, you know, they should be certainly compensated as such. 
And so that's why before I want, kind of wanted to talk to Deborah a little more in depth about what the physical therapist assistant actually does and what they're allowed to do and how they function, how they work within a clinic, because, you know, it's only fair that, you know, they should be compensated for their work through the uh, workers' comp. So that was one of the bills that we were uh, talking to legislators about, and also the workers' comp fee schedule, which hasn't been really revisited in the state of New York for many, many years. So we were just asking them to just look at the fee schedule, not necessarily make a huge change, but at least be able to review that. Okay, so what other stuff um, were we doing in <laughs> Albany? <laughs> the other um, big push was um, what we call the high copay bill, but um, the actually the title is that uh, no policy of group accident, group health, or group accident and health shall impose um, copayments in excess of 20% of the total reimbursement. Um, to the provider of care. At this point in time, uh, physical therapy is included under the copay um, in in a lot of the insurance companies under a, a specialist copay. Right. And um, that copay can be upwards as much as fifty dollars. Okay. Um, it's very difficult for a patient right. um, to pay fifty dollars every time they go to physical therapy. Yep, absolutely. And so, um, you know, as far as uh, you know, we want to help the consumer. We want the consumer to get the physical therapy that they need, and we don't want them to be discouraged because of um, the high copays. Right. And so, the push is to again um, to make sure that the reimbursement it, it's no more than twenty percent of the reimbursement. Right. And so, I think you know when you look at when people have those high copays of $50 a month and it's under the specialist, I think it's a little misleading because usually if you're going to see a physical therapist, you may have to go any time, any amount between one and three times a week, you know, versus if you go to see your specialist, you know, hopefully you're only seeing these specialists one or two times a year. So a $50 copay one or two times a year isn't that big of a deal. Well, it is, but um, for most people, that's not too bad. But, but to have to pay upwards to $50 um, every time you go to your physical therapist, if that's one to three times a week, it really adds up and it makes physical therapy cost prohibitive for a lot of people. And so what we're trying to do is trying to, like Deborah said, to make it no more than 20% of what we're getting reimbursed, which is usually around maybe $15 or so. Yeah, about 10 to $15. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is when you have, so in the state of New York, I think Blue Cross Blue Shield will reimburse $60 for a physical therapy visit. So if your copay is $50, it doesn't mean that you pay 50 and then Blue Cross Blue Shield pays us 60 and we get $110. That is not how it works. It means you pay 50 and Blue Cross Blue Shield pays 10. So basically... You know, we're just trying to kind of allow the consumer to not have to pay more than they should, you know. So if you're living in New York State and, you know, you're a consumer, you're a physical therapist, and you sort of agree with this high copay bill, this is the time where, you know, you need to go to your legislature and you can write, you can email, you can call and ask them, hey, listen, you know, I heard about this high copay bill and I actually do have a high copay and I don't really like it. And is there any way we can change it? So, you know, I think the fact that the uh, New York Physical Therapy Association is being so proactive about this one. And, and like Deborah said, this really was kind of our big push on, on Lobby Day is because we're just kind of looking out for all those consumers out there. So they don't have to pay so much for physical therapy services. So it's sort of like a win-win all around, I think. 
Okay, sorry for that. Just wanted to kind of clarify that a little bit. All right, and then the, the last thing that we were uh, lobbying for is... Um, and this actually just passed. It was um, a law allowing colleges and universities to form physical therapy practices. Um, formerly, there were faculty practices for um, medical, dental, mm-hmm. um, optometrists, and chiropractic care. And now this bill will um, extend to the formation of faculty practices for physical therapy. Um, again, it's it's a way to, um, first of all, to give students... Um, a um, an outlet, yeah, yeah, and and also give them a way to have the faculty practice on campus, mm-hmm. and also to be able to observe treatment and and to be involved in treatment right on campus. Mm-hmm. The other thing is just to give um, you know the community more access to physical, to physical therapy. therapy. Sure, and why is that? Why would forming a physical therapy clinic within a university be a problem? Like, what was the problem there anyway? You know, um, like, why was that not legal before? Well, I, you know, I just think that they, they didn't include, um, faculty practices were traditionally um, medical and dental. And, um, and so what was happening is we, you know, expanded it to include uh, physical therapy faculty gotcha. practices. Gotcha. So, you know, if you're a physical therapy, physical therapy assistant or a consumer, you can see how all of these bills can really affect what you do on a daily basis. So now, Debra, you said you've been lobbying for like 20 plus years. So, you know, in your opinion, do you feel confident about these about these bills? I do. I do. And, you know, it takes a long time, you know, from my personal experience. Um, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes many, many years for a bill to get passed sometimes. Sometimes they go, you know, through very quickly. Sometimes they take longer. Um, but the most important thing for me is um, that, you know, I, on a continual, consistent basis, um, attend lobby day, um, write letters, send emails um, to, especially to to my legislators, mm-hmm. um, to let them know, you know, that I care about my profession and that, you know, I feel pretty strongly about, you know, supporting some of mm-hmm. these bills. And, you know, do you feel like if you have your constituents or you have physical therapists calling in or emailing, will do you think that that does kind of help push that bill through a little bit more? I think so. I think so. I, that's that's been my experience. Is um, a lot of the bills that are passed are are because of the grassroots, you mm-hmm. know, efforts. It is um, out of um, you know stories, personal stories, or personal experiences, or you know maybe you had a patient that really couldn't afford. Or that yeah. this would impact, and 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 talking to the legislators about this, in my experience, has been very very helpful. Yeah, especially if you know those patients are their constituents, and and I think, you know, when we went to lobby day, and and our our great sound engineer here, Janice, asked a question before, and and she said, do you feel like the lawmakers really sit down, and do they listen to you, and do you are they receptive? Do you get a good welcome? And 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 you know, you've been doing this much longer than I've only done it twice. But, you know, wh- how do you answer that? Yeah, I mean, ev- my personal experience has been that they've they've been terrific. Um, we make appointments ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very accommodating. They listen to what we have to say. 
um, even though, you know, maybe they don't necessarily agree with us. Um, you know, they're very polite. They're very understanding. Mm-hmm. And I've had, you know, in all these years, I've had terrific experiences. Yeah. And, and I was saying, you know, sometimes you don't get to talk to the lawmaker directly if they're on the floor, if they're for a vote or they're working. Um, so you, sometimes you talk to their staff, their chief of staff. And, and I've always found that they are incredibly knowledgeable, very, very helpful. Um, and they, if they believe in what you're doing, which for the most part, you know, they do. Um, they even give, like, when we were in Albany, there was one staffer who gave us some great advice on, you know, maybe what, what we can do uh, to help get these bills passed. And so I just think that for me, it was such um, a learning experience on how the government works and how lobbying works and why it's important. And, you know, I would encourage every PT, PTA out there to, no matter what state you're in, to go to lobby day once. Just go once, and you'll probably want to go again and again. But definitely go once because it's really fascinating to kind of see. Uh, how things work and how much work goes into one little bill. You know, it, it's, it's really fascinating. So I would encourage everyone to do that. And we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. How's your game? Want to improve your performance, focus, and motivation? Then you need Aspire Athletic Consulting. Stop second-guessing yourself. Move your game to the next level. Bring back the fun of the sport. Help your child build confidence and self-esteem through sports. Contact Dale at Aspire Athletic Consulting for a free 15-minute power session to get unstuck today. Your greatest athletic performance is just a phone call away at 801-604-0294 or visit aspireconsulting.vpweb. Motivational coaching for athletic excellence. Aspire to greatness. TalkingAlternative.com
song for the broken hearted Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzing. I'm joined today by Deborah Engel. She's also a physical therapist, and she is the physical therapy assistant program director at LaGuardia Community College. And she is presently the Greater New York District Chairperson and Chapter Director for the New York Physical Therapy Association. So today we're talking all about the association and what it does and why is it important and how does it affect me. And there's one thing that I kind of I have always wanted to know, and I truly do not know the answer to this question before I ask. And normally I kind of know the answers to most of my questions that I ask people. But within the New York Physical Therapy Association and I and within the American Physical Therapy Association, they have this this thing called the House of Delegates. So what is it? Like I was saying during the commercial, I feel like it's like a little mini government or something. They're they're like the House of Representatives. But so what is the House of Delegates? What does it do? And and how does it affect me as a a working physical therapist? Um, The House of Delegates is um, a... um, It's in the American Physical Therapy Association. It's a national... Um, house where um, representatives from all of the states, and it depends on your membership of, you know, how many members um, okay. are in your delegation. And that's how many delegates you would have? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And so um, they, you know, basically make decisions for our mm-hmm. profession. Mm-hmm. Um, the At the New York Physical Therapy Association level, there's um, the Delegate Assembly, and that is the highest voting um, organization um, where the districts um, send representatives. Okay. Um, probably for you know again you know I can only speak for for my own personal um, experience. It's been probably one of the most exciting things in my that I've done in my my own professional life. Um, I've gone to the House of Delegates a few times um, as a um, New York delegate. Um, you need to be elected to that position okay. or appointed um, by your district. Um, in the delegation at the state level, um, it, it's also extremely exciting. Um, and uh, those delegates are um, more or less um, decided based on individuals that have been um, active at the district level that have um, been involved in the issues, that have, um, you know, attended um, several meetings mm-hmm. and, um, you know, are, are passionate about the issues. And so um, probably for me, those, those two opportunities um, are, are so amazing because you really get to be with colleagues who are passionate about the issues, who know about the issues, and are actually um, voting on the issues um, mm-hmm. as a representative of the membership. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, how often does this House of Delegates meet? Um, the House of Delegates meets once a year, and um, the Delegate Assembly um, meets once a year. The Delegate Assembly meets first. Okay. And um, is that the state level? That's at the okay. state level, Yes. And a lot of those national issues are discussed at the um, at the the, the uh, chapter level mm-hmm. at the New York level, mm-hmm. and um, then the House of Delegate comes afterwards. Okay, and because I know when I went to the APTA 
national meeting in D.C., there was like a House of Delegate something or other meeting, I think, in around the same time. It's, Would that be? It's usually right before the annual yeah. conference. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. when it was. Yeah, it was like right before the annual conference, right? Right. And what sort of stuff are they... What what do they do? Like, so they meet, and then what happens? Um, you know, each state and each um, component of um, APTA can mm-hmm. submit motions. Mm-hmm. Um, and same at the um, delegate assembly at the state level, mm-hmm. um, the districts can submit motions, and also um, the executive board can submit motions. So it's basically um, bills that or motions. Um, you know, sometimes they involve practice, sometimes they, you know, involve bylaw changes, Uh sometimes they involve, um, you know, supervision issues and, um, it, it's a time for everyone to come together and, um, vote on issues that, you know, affect our, our profession. Right. So the things that they would vote on could affect my everyday life as a physical therapist. Yes. 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 And so it's kind of important to know, I think whether you're in the House of Delegates or not, it's still important to kind of know these issues because if it affects you every day, you should know about them. Yes. And where can people get more information? Um, you can access, um, you know, the minutes um, on the website. You do um, need to be a member. Okay. Um, and um, another reason to be a member. Another of the reason ABTA. for being a member. Uh huh. Um, you can access, um, you know, in fact, all of the board meeting minutes, um, okay. the delegate assembly minutes, everything is um, posted on the website. Okay. Um, all the information is on the website. Um, the websites are actually quite good, both the NYPTA and APTA. Um, they, you know, they give you a lot of information about, you know, any kind of practice changes or, um, you know, anything that's, um, being discussed. Right. Right. And, and I think, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about continuing education units and you need 36 every three years. And that's, I would say maybe a more recent development like that 20 years ago, you didn't have to have that. Yeah. Not in New York state, not in New York state. And so is that something that the house of delegates voted on? And, um, no, that's, um, or is that through the APTA? No, that's, um, through New York state. Oh, New York state. Oh, so the the, education. education. Okay. Okay. Um, so I know you, you touched on this briefly, but how does one become a delegate? What would the first step be? If let's say you're in New York state and you want, you're interested, what's the first step you have to take? Um, I think, you know, with, you know, the physical therapy association and at any level, um, it's really getting involved at your local Mm -hmm. district, um, coming to meetings, um, talking to the, you know, leadership at the uh, district level, um, letting them know that you're interested in getting involved and really joining that district in, Mm -hmm. you know, the programming that they're doing, um, to get involved in, um, volunteering to help out with the socials and the educational meetings Mm -hmm. and to attend, um, you know, you know, the, um, leadership meetings. Um, it takes a while, I think. So you don't uh, just jump in and become a national delegate right off the bat? No, you don't. (laughs) You don't. It takes a long, long time. Uh Um, you know, like anything else you want to start at the grassroots level, you want to learn. Um, and for me, you know, it it took many, many years Mm -hmm. before I sort of evolved into, 
um, a leader. Yeah. Um, you know, I started at my district level and, you know, then little by little they gave me tasks to do. I was the corresponding secretary. Uh-huh. I was the program committee. I was the secretary. I was the treasurer. And, you know, little by little, I think, you know, I think for me that's what's been terrific is because I've, I've learned over the years, um, you know, how the whole association works and I'm still learning. Sure. Um, you know, by no means am I <laughs> speaking from an expert point of view. I, I mean, I'm learning every day and yeah. I think that's, what's been so exciting is that, um, you know, you, you really see, you know, how the profession is evolving, how the leadership is evolving. Um, the people in our profession are amazing. Um, you know, I, I every day just look up to them and, um, and learn from them. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I could, you know, live my lifetime and still not achieve what they've achieved. But, you know, I'm, I'm involved and, and I think it's really important for me and it's been, um, a great learning experience for me and I'll continue to, you know, develop my leadership skills and to be involved. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great, uh, endorsement for, for taking part in either your local and in your state chapters and to get involved in the national um, APTA. So we'll be right back to kind of wrap things up. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Nancy Tato from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. Hi, I'm Carol Ward from the Body Mind Wellness Program. Listen to my show for ideas and information to help you live a healthier life in body, mind, and spirit. You'll hear from terrific guests who are experts in the areas of health, wellness, and creativity. So join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkingAlternative.com. Professionals serving community. Money, time, happiness, success. Where's your breakthrough? Join me, Nora Simpson, as I bring you real-world tools for combining financial smarts with spiritual purpose. As a consultant to CEOs, I've helped produce clear, measurable financial results while expanding integrity, passion, and joy. Share my journey as we apply the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment to create breakthroughs for people across the world, the people of Creation Nation. Listen to Nora Simpson's Creation Nation Fridays at 12 noon Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com.
and welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by Deborah Engel. Deborah is uh, presently the Greater New York District Chairperson and Chapter Director for the New York Physical Therapy Association and is currently at LaGuardia Community College as the PT Assistant Program Director, so she is a very busy lady. Um, so today we were talking all about the American Physical Therapy Association, in particular the New York Physical Therapy Association, as we are both here in New York City. Um, so, Deborah, if you could pick like just a couple, what would you say are the main points you'd like the listeners kind of take away from our discussion today? Um, I think just being involved. I mean, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for me, um, it's been a tremendous learning experience, and. Um, it's really helped me to enhance my professional side. It's helped me to develop my leadership skills. It's helped me to um, obtain mentors and to mentor other people. Um, it's also um, helped me to collaborate, um, to network. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten some, you know, adjunct teaching jobs from people I've met in the association. And I, I, I just think, you know, physical therapy is so much more than, like you said before, than treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, the association has always given me so much more than I've given back. Um, you know, I, I, I volunteer my time. I, I spend a lot of time. Um, you know, doing things for the association, but it's always given me so much more. And um, I, you know, I, I just think it's it's great to be involved. I'm, I think it's great that we have an association that you can be involved in and really make a difference. Right. Yeah. And and I agree. You know, I, I have to admit, I was a student member and then was a member for like a year or two. And then I kind of dropped off. I was not like Deborah member <laughs> since I was a student and all the way through. Um, so I became a member again a couple of years ago. And, and I have to say that uh, personally, I found it to be really great. I love going to the, the yearly conferences, although I didn't. I think they just had one in Orlando or something like that, which I did not go to. But uh, combined sections and the national meeting last year was it was just really great experiences. And, and the wealth of knowledge that they can assemble in one place for these conferences is is really quite amazing. So I think, you know, if, if any, if you're a physical therapist, physical therapist aid student, um, I think it's worth, I think it's well worth, well worth the money spent to be a part of the organization. And like Deborah said, I mean, I've, I feel like I've gotten so much out of being in it just the past couple of years. And, and if you have questions, there's always someone like I've, I've asked questions of the APTA and they've always been very, very great in getting back to me because don't forget, we're all in the same profession, you know, so we're all colleagues versus, you know, someone being at such a much higher level than you when it comes down to it, we're all physical therapists, physical therapy assistants. And like Deborah said, it's great to have an organization that can support you. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, my bottom line is I would join it. Coming from someone who took many years off and got back into it, I'm very happy that I did. Um, And on that note, we are going to end today. But Deborah, thank you so much for taking the time out and coming on the show. and, and, Thank you. And sharing, you know, all of your years of experience with the APTA and the New York PTA. And and we really appreciate your your viewpoint and your point of view on all this. So thank you so much. Thank you. And um, next week, I am going to be interviewing Daniel Hawthorne. And he is a motivational speaker and a 
bit of a celebrity, I think, in his uh, area of Maryland. But we'll talk more about that when we have him on the show next week. So everyone have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Nancy Tato from Speak Spin Radio. Speak Spin Radio is an exploration of the world of communication, how it happens and how to make it better, because the quality of your communication has a direct impact on the quality of your life. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com, where I'll be interviewing experts from business, academia, the arts, and new thought. Join me Mondays at 2 p.m. and get all your communications questions answered on Speak Spin Radio. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant. Helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving Communications. That's the answer. TalkingAlternative.com 